Hey church. So today we're going to be starting our midweek studies in the book of Proverbs. Many of you know this is one of the wisdom books of the Bible. And today we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 3. So this portion of the book of Proverbs plays out like a father teaching his son how to live in the light, how to live rightly in the fear of the Lord and reverence to our God. So before we get started, let's take a time to pray and ask for God's help as we seek to understand his wisdom better. Heavenly Father, we praise you for giving us this book of Proverbs. We thank you for teaching us what right living should look like, for not giving us instruction only, but also for showing us why the instruction you give is good for us and brings peace and life to us. Father, we admit we often live as if we are self-sufficient and know what's best for us. But Lord, we ask that you would forgive us of our pride and our arrogance in that. We ask that you would help us to taste and see that you alone are good, that your words are true, that your commandments are for our good and for your glory, Lord. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Well, if you're at a place where you can open your Bibles or pull out your phone and pull up your Bible, I'd encourage you to do that now. We'll be reading from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. He says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Why? For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Amen. So look back with me now at verse 1 here. He says, My son, do not forget my teaching. This is the third plea so far from this father to his son in Proverbs, where he lovingly reminds him, Do not forget this teaching, my son. I can imagine this father sitting across from his son at the kitchen table over a cup of coffee or something, lovingly reminding him how important these truths, these commandments are for his life. Please don't forget them, son. He says, instead of forgetting and letting these teachings go in one ear out the other, as they say, instead of that, let your heart keep my commandments. Let it. His father knows that his first inclination is not to openly absorb this teaching and just love it. No, no child, us included, jumps at the thought of being commanded to do something. Face it, our first disposition is to think that we know what is right and best. But he says, let your heart, let it be soft-hearted, teachable, willing to take hold of this wisdom. Just let it, son. Accept it. Let your heart keep my commandments. These words, to keep here, also look like to guard. So to keep, to guard. He is saying, son, this is not a day at the beach, right? This is a fight. You are at war. You are going to be under attack in this world. So guard these commandments in your hearts. 
you're going to need them. Now, here's the best part, though. Verse 2. He doesn't just remind him that these commandments are important and to guard them in his heart because they're there and he's teaching it to him. So there's that. The father isn't playing, son, listen to me because I told you so card, right? No, he lets his son know that part of the reason they are so important is that they will help him in the long run. They are for his good. Verse 2 says, for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do you want a full life, church? Do you want peace, son? He says, good, you should. And this is where wisdom will lead you. Don't forget these teachings. So the father continues on in verse 3. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Again, it shows the son and us there is a part that we play in this walk with wisdom. We have to be disciplined. Let not, he says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness abandon you. Work at it. Keep these things. Take these things seriously, son. Your integrity matters. The way you live matters. So be merciful and loving and faithful. These descriptors of steadfast love and faithfulness are also exactly how God refers to himself to Moses in Exodus chapter 34. So you can look at that later if you want. The loving father here in Proverbs even goes on to say this. Let's take it another step further. Bind these things around your neck. Imagine that, right? Don't let this go. Write them on the tablet of your heart, he says. Own this for yourself. The wise father then would continue in verse 4, reminding him why. He says, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Isn't that nice to hear? Isn't that awesome? Bind steadfast love and faithfulness. And what? You will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And this church, you will find, and this church you is exactly how Jesus himself lived. In Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it tells us that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Same thing. In Romans 14, 18, Paul reminds us, Christian, that whoever serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Christ is our example of steadfast love and faithfulness. Serving him as Christians leads us down this path as well. The good success he is referring to is more so like a good repute, a good or respectable reputation in the sight of God and man. It's reflecting God rightly. So the father, our teacher, switches gears a bit. We've seen our part, our initiative, or work here to not forget, to let it sink in, to bind these things around our necks, or to write them on the tablets of our hearts. We were taught with the son to not forget the father's wisdom, for there is much to gain in living these ways. It's good for us. This wisdom leads us into a fulfilled, purposeful life with peace and surpasses that surpasses all understanding. So next, the father points the son and us outward, then upward. Verse 5 reminds us to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will, not maybe, he will make straight your path. We're to work hard to guard our hearts, church, to live in holy living, but... 
And it's a huge conjunction here. We must also, what? Trust our Lord with all of our hearts. Church, there is no way we can know every rhyme or reason for everything. We cannot lean on our own understandings. Our understanding is so minuscule compared to the God of the universe. The God who knows every hair on your head. The God who created all things and sustains all things. The God who set up the exact foundations of the entire universe. We are called to walk by faith and trust him. To obey and to follow Christ when you don't understand or you can't see clearly is what faith in God looks like. So believe it or not, our understanding is not as trustworthy as we might think. But thankfully, the Lord is perfectly trustworthy within himself. And this is nothing that we need to be ashamed of. It's something that we should honestly boast in. We don't need to know everything. We need to trust the one who does. So rest in that today. Be encouraged by that. So what does leaning on the Lord look like, though, you might ask? Well, for one, it looks like acknowledging him in everything that we do. Looking at him, seeing what his word would say, praying in all the moments of our life, recognizing the Lord's importance and your need of him. And we will make, and he will make straight your path, he says. So I don't know about you, but that is reassuring to me. Sometimes, especially this year, it is easy to want to grasp for control and feel that false sense of security for some time. But Proverbs tells us to trust the Lord, acknowledge him, the one who is faithful and gracious towards us. He will make straight your path, even in 2020. Finally, this loving father teaching his son reminds him the opposite of trusting the Lord. He says, as a commandment in verse 7, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Don't look to yourself. Don't trust your heart. Don't follow your heart. Instead, he says, entrust yourself to God. Listen to his commandments and his statutes. We have seen great, his great benefits. We are to fear the Lord respect, cherish, love, revere him. And in doing so, we are to turn away from evil, run from it. As the book of Job says, fearing the Lord is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Just as he has done throughout this chapter, the father reminds the son of the positive side of these commandments, the great benefits, if you will. He says in verse eight, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. That word refreshment might also mean medicine for your bones. We understand that, right? The point of being fearing the Lord, trusting him, turning away from evil is good for you. It puts wind into your sails. It gives life to your flesh and to your bones. That is where we find our hope in this life. So church, let me ask you this. What are some practical ways we can take away from this for our lives right now? Well, I would say without a doubt, we can take away the reminder that we have a part to play in fighting sin and following the Lord's commands. We have to be diligent for its great benefits, right? Following God's commands is living out our purpose in life. It's reflecting God rightly. We also need to be setting our sights on our God and trusting him, even when we don't fully understand what is going on or what the Lord is doing in our lives or in the world around us. We should rest knowing that he will make straight our paths. He's not a hands-off kind of God. He is with us. 
I think that often when we are in sin, we are sinning because we think we get some sort of benefit from it, some sort of temporary satisfaction. We are wise in our own eyes in those moments. However, the true benefit comes from turning from evil, running from it, and turning to God's commands, his ways, his wisdom, for it is good. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Lastly, two more great ideas from this passage in Proverbs would be to grab someone in your life and teach them this godly wisdom. Strive side by side, as we've been learning in Philippians. Care for them. Remind them of the many benefits of our Lord. Remind them to trust Him and rest in that. Encourage one another as you see the day of Christ ever drawing near. Because that day will come, and it will be worth it. So a good summary of Proverbs here is three points. And we'll close with this. Ray Ortland puts it this way. Number one, fear the Lord. Gotta fear the Lord. Number two, turn away from evil. And finally, number three, as time permits, breathe. Rest in God. Yes, we should strive, but we should also remind ourselves that ultimately our goal is to trust him and follow him. For he will make our path straight. He will provide for us. Love you, church. Praying for you. Hope you have a good day.